Alhamdulillah <laughs> Ya ayyuhal nasu tukurabbikumu alladhi khalakakum min nafsi wahidati wa khalaka min haa zawjaha Ya ayyuhal ladhina aminu tukullaha wa kawlu kawla salida Yuslih lakum a'malakum wa yagfir lakum dhanubakum wa layyidu'ulahu wa rasulahu fakarafasa fawzin azima We start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We praise Him, we seek His help and we beg for His forgiveness we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil actions. He whom Allah guides can never be misguided. 
But he whom Allah leads astray can never find anyone to guide him. And we openly bear witness that there is no deity that is worthy of worship except for Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his slave and his messenger. Allah says in the Quran, O ye who believe, fear your Lord as he should be feared and do not die except in the state of Islam. Allah says, O people, be in awe of your Lord who created you from one soul and from it created his mate and from them created many men and women. Allah says in the Quran, O ye who believe, fear your Lord and always speak the truth. Allah will amend to you your deeds, forgive your sins. He whom obeys Allah and his Rasul has indeed achieved a great achievement. Dear believers, there once lived a king who lived many, many, many years ago. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had favor on this king. He blessed him with riches. He blessed him with fame. He blessed him with prestige. He blessed him with followers. And what happened to this king? He got deluded. He started to think to himself, this greatness that Allah subhanahu wa has blessed me with is because I am great. And dear believers, I am talking about no other than one of the worst human beings that has ever existed on this earth that I own. He was a king back in the time of our Nabi, Musa alayhi salam. One of the best people to ever walk the face of this earth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Hal ataka hadith Musa. SubhanAllah. Have you heard this great story of Musa alayhi salam? He is telling us we need to reflect on this story so we can benefit our lives, so we can live our lives better. So you may ask, we're talking about Musa alayhi salam. Why start the story by talking about such a despicable human being? Because there are things that we can even learn from Pharaoh. How not to be like him. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a tremendous amount of wealth. He even gave him one of the most righteous wives that has ever existed, Asya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forever be pleased with her. So you see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him all of these things and he started thinking to himself, I am so great. So we know we can take lesson from this, dear believers, that just because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with riches, just because he gives you a good job, just because he gives you some of the things that you want, that doesn't mean he's pleased with you. That doesn't mean you have rights over the next human being. He took the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he perverted them. He used them to make himself more grandiose. He even said, He says, I am saying, I am your Lord most high. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you a few things. He will give you some money. He will give you a business. He will give you some prestige. And he'll sit back and say, what is he going to do with all of these things? You see, Pharaoh didn't have anything. Everything he possessed were worldly possessions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses everything. Allah even says in the Quran, Allah says in this beautiful ayat, O mankind, what has deceived you concerning your most generous Lord? SubhanAllah. 
and our scholars, our only mind, they will say, what has distracted the human being? The answer is actually in the question, the brilliance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The thing that distracted you from your generous Lord is Allah's generosity. This is what distracts us, dear believers. So we learn from Fa'aun. We learn from this. That not only do the hardship bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ease should bring us closer to Him also. We cannot let our generosity from our Lord distract us from worshiping Him. Not to mention we passed one of the most blessed days of the year in Asherah. Where we fasted. Why? For our beloved Musa alayhi salam. And they said one of the things that was so beautiful about this day. Was that Musa alayhi salam himself used to fast on this day. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam used to make it a requirement to fast on this day. So many beautiful things happened on this day. As reported that Yunus alayhi salam was freed from the well on this day. Ibrahim alayhi salam was freed from the fire on this day. So we learn from this. That not only do we have to fast during the month of Ramadan. It's also beneficial for the believer to fast throughout the year. This is a sunnah by Musa alayhi salam. The sunnah of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam. To take some days and fast throughout the year. Why? We must fast while we have two things, dear believers. While we have the ability and while we have the, the ability and the want to fast. Two things. Because sometimes we have the ability, but we don't have the want. And sometimes we have the want and we don't have the ability. It was not too long ago when my father, when he was struck in with dementia, and he was a Muslim. And so the month of Ramadan came and he decided to fast. However, he could not remember when the day ended. So he did not know when to break his fast. His memory was failing him. And so his nurses and the people around him started to notice that he became very skinny. And the nurses, they came to us, which is his children. And they said, you know what? I hate to tell you this. Brother Noah, but you have to tell your father he can fast no more. SubhanAllah. To have to have this conversation with such a great man, an imam, and tell him that your days of fasting on this earth are numbered. They are no more, SubhanAllah. What a tough conversation to have. Not to mention the brother, he came to me and he says, I need some advice. He said, I take two pills a day. One before the sun comes up and one around noon. And I know that we need to fast. I can take the first pill, but if I miss the second pill, I might die. Should I take this pill? Should I not take this pill? Should I risk my life in order to fast? So before we get these decisions, before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put this fitna into our lives, let's take some days where we can and fast throughout the year. Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he would fast on Monday and on Thursday. And he would fast the three white days in the middle of the month. So we see these days passing by. We see Monday passing by. We see Thursday passing by. We see the 13th, 14th, 15th of each Islamic character 
calendar passing by. These are just opportunities, dear believers, for us to recommit ourselves to what kept us during the month of Ramadan, what energized us to stay away from our nets, to read the Quran. So if you take nothing else from this talk, dear believers, take a day out the month, out the week, maybe a couple days every month, and fast. If you can believe, and sometimes it's beyond my own thought. When I read stories that our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he never ate until his stomach was full. SubhanAllah. And we eat like that every single day. We can't imagine getting up from the table and our stomach is not full. Not to mention in different countries where the battle is on every single day. Why? Not for money, not for prestige, not for fame, for water. Every single day. And we waste so much. So in the remembrance of this, this is not to make anybody feel bad because we're all guilty of it, including myself. Take a couple days and fast and do without. Even looking at the story of Musa alayhi salam, one of the greatest people to ever exist, who had one of the greatest stories to ever exist. We cannot deny one of the things that had aided to his greatness was his mother. His mother was a stern believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she trusted in Allah. Because during this time, Fir'aun, he had a dream that this little bitty boy would take, would rise up and take his kingdom. So what did he do in response to that? He said, you know what? I'm going to take every single little boy in my kingdom and I'm going to kill every single one of them. And you think this was a threat? No. He actually did this. He killed every single boy in his kingdom. And so someone came to him and said, you know what? You're killing all of these kids. It's going to cripple you in the future. Who's going to work for you? So he says, I have an idea. I'll kill them every other year. And the year that they weren't killing the children when his, when his brother Aaron was born. But our beloved Musa, alayhi salam, he was born during the year that Pharaoh was killing the children. So this made his mom beyond worried. Until she got the hikmah from Allah SWT that told her, put your son in a river. Let him go and don't worry, I will return him. I will make him a messenger. Can you imagine if someone going to dinner with someone? We all have had this situation. And the person forgot their wallet. And they say, you know what? You know, can you pay my, my bill? I'll, I'll pay you back. Depending on who it is, you say, okay, no, that's no problem. Just a little bill, just a little money. But just imagine if someone says, can you sell your house? Can you sell your car, please? Can you sell all of your belongings and give the money to me? Don't worry, I'll pay you back. It's fun of all. This is a huge risk. And this is what Musa alayhi salam, his mother, this is what she was tasked with to trust in her Lord, to put her little precious baby into a basket and send him along his way. And Allah was fair. He was honest. He stuck to his promise to the mother and he returned her. 
He returned Musa alayhi salam. But before what? Before he was washed up on the steps of no other than Pharaoh. Subhanallah. Of all places that that basket could turn up, it turned up right on the steps of Pharaoh. And Asi alayhi salam. She picked this dear baby up and she looked at him and she said, you know what? This baby right here may be the coolness of my eye and the coolness of your eye. And Pharaoh alayhi salam, he was reported to say, all of the little boys in the kingdom have been killed anyway. What could one little boy do? SubhanAllah. This is what faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring you. It will bring you safety amongst all kind of adversity. This reminds us of the story of Ibrahim alayhi salam. When he was in the land and they were sick of his behavior and they plotted to kill him. And what did they do to him? They put him in the middle of a fire of all places. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it cool for him. So Musa alayhi salam, if you can imagine of all places he was. He was in the house of the killer. Surrounded by the henchmen who kill. And because of the color of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was as safe as you could be. This is what faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring us, dear believers. It will bring us safety because we know that nothing happens without the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Musa alayhi salam, of course, he was a freedom fighter. You know the activists that exist now that stand up for justice. This is the sunnah of Musa alayhi salam always standing up for the small person. He was a prince, but he would walk amongst his kingdom. He would see what the people were doing. And this time, one of his friends, one of the people of his tribe, they were getting persecuted. And what did Musa alayhi salam do? He didn't just stand there and say, you know what, I'm not going to be involved. That's your business. That has nothing to do with me. No, he did what any Muslim should do. And he corrected this behavior with his hand. And he struck the person in defense of his brother. And he killed him. But what's interesting about this story is what did Musa do immediately after? He repented to Allah SWT. He didn't say, oh, it was his fault. No, it wasn't me. He didn't immediately get up and say, you know what, the police are going to be after me. He didn't do any of these things. Because he know even if society made him safe, even if everyone would say, Musa, don't worry about it. It's not your fault. It doesn't matter if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is displeased with you. So this is the first thing that we should think about, dear believers, when we get into any types of strife and struggle. Do we run to our Lord immediately? Do we repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately? When we are sick, do we go get that aspirin immediately before we make dua? Is our Eli right there in that little aspirin bottle? Where is he? When trouble comes, that's when you know who the person's God is. When trouble hits that person, you see who their God is. It comes out so quick. Who do you bow down and pray to immediately? Musa alayhi salam showed us who it should be. And that's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to remember that. Aqulu qodi hada wa stakfiru Allah li wa lakum wa li sa'il al-Muslimi fa stakfiru fa innahu huwa ghafoorul rahim.
Innal hamdulillah Wassalatu wassalam ala rasulullah Amma ba'd Musa alayhi salam was Preferred amongst the prophets Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him directly When he was with his family one day When he saw the fire that was existing beyond the bush And he told his family I'm going to go see about that fire right there Maybe I can attain some goodness from this fire. He, was, he went and that's when the famous interaction came. Just imagine it on the news tomorrow. We saw a big headline that says, man speaks to God. What would be everybody's next question? What did he say? What did God say to that man? Well, we have documentation of this as Muslims in our book. Documentation of when man spoke, when God spoke to a man. And he said, yeah, Musa, I am your Lord. First and foremost, the first thing he said was he introduced himself as God. This is powerful, dear believers. Because some people will make you think that God will be anywhere around and not introduce himself. In terms of other religions, they 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 uh, they uh, try to convince you to become a part of their religion, and you ask them who was God, and they say Isa alayhi salam, and you say, did he ever say that? And they say no. But then we have documentation of when Allah spoke to a man. The first thing he said was, "I am your Rabb." He also said, "What is that in your hand, Musa?" And Musa said, it is my staff. And he said, throw that staff on the ground and it turned into a snake. Why is this important? Because Musa alayhi salam, he thought he knew that staff. He told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is my staff that I use to hit down leaves and trees and things of that nature. He knew that staff really well. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to prove to him there are qualities in that staff that exist that you don't even know about. And there's qualities in all of us that we don't even know about. And it takes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring those qualities out. And he had him throw that staff and it turned into a huge snake. And Musa alayhi salam got scared and he had him pick that staff back up. Don't fear this. Don't fear the greatness that exists within us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. And not to mention we cannot talk about Musa without talking about the great events. And we know what that is, dear believers. When Musa alayhi salam, when he was running towards the sea, the red ocean, and they got to the end, and what happened? The people that were with him, what did they say to him? They, would have said, they said to him what any of us would have said in that situation. You know what? It's over for us. We're done. We have all of these people behind us, and what is in front of us? It is the sea in front of us. Khalas, it's it for us. But what did Musa alayhi salam say in the face of this adversity? He said, Kalla inna ma'iyya rabbi sayyahdeen. He said these famous words. He said, no, indeed with me is my Lord and he will guide me. Powerful words. Kalla, that means certainly not, that means absolutely not. 
How did Musa alayhi salam have this yaqeen in his heart? How was he so convinced that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would guide him in this situation? It's because how he lived his life. How committed he was to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How he always made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he got into trouble. He, he crafted himself to always depend on Allah. So he knew that in this situation right here, Allah would not let him down. And what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have, all, could have easily took that red seat and split it. No problem. But what did he have Musa alayhi salam do? What did he have him do? He had him take his staff and hit that red seat. He had him do something. He had him play a part in his own destiny. Not just sit back. Like we do sometimes and we just make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to change our condition. But what are we doing? Are we using our staff that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with? He didn't send down some, some alien creature that Musa alayhi salam would grab and strike the seat and split everything, some divine object. No. This is something that was always with Musa alayhi salam. Use this in order to split the seat. In order to change the things within your life, use this staff. So where is our staff, dear believers? We all have a staff. And it's in our hearts. In our hearts. Our hearts are capable of leading us to Jannah. Allah even says in the Quran, Allah says in this beautiful ayah, I have blessed you with eyes, I have blessed you with ears, and I have also blessed you with a heart. Little are you grateful. So dear believers, we must use this. And we must use our time to condition this heart. Because Ibrahim alayhi salam, he said nobody will enter Jannah without a pure heart. This is our ticket to Jannah, dear believers. This is what will unlock the gates, split the Red Seas in our lives. So we must make sure we do extensive work on this. We must make sure we fast. We must make sure we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to keep ourselves clean. Not to mention Musa alayhi salam. He was given the task to go to Pharaoh, and I'm going to end on this topic, and give da'wah to him. Pharaoh, who he had been on the run for 10 years from. Pharaoh, the one who would see him. And he put the hit on him that if you see Musa alayhi salam, kill him. He had to go back to him and give da'wah. So we must look at our situations, dear believers. And we must look about our families and our friends and we're so scared to give them da'wah. And we must say to ourselves, we don't have it as bad as Musa alayhi salam. And share this beautiful deen with our family and our friends. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to make this deen easy for us. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with the yaqeen of Musa alayhi salam. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this religion and bless us to be able to be good servants of this religion and share it with the world. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us to be of the few that are actually grateful to him. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to stand on Salat al-Mustaqeem. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all 
followers of the Sunnah of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka Hamidul Majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka Hamidul Majid. Inna Allah wa malaikatuhu yusalluna ala Nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعدكم لعلكم تذكرون أقيموا الصلاة